Moon Podcast Escalation! everyone my name is jordan d white my name is chris sims and this is sailor business it's the podcast where we sit down with a friend each and every week and watch an episode of the classic 1992 sailor moon anime and talk about why it is that we love it so much and folks we've gotten spotlights for usagi we've gotten spotlights for ami we've gotten spotlights for mina for uh, makoto we've gotten we've gotten motoki spotlights before have we had never. a Mamoru spotlight no because no one cares <laughs> there have been luna spotlight there have been cat yeah. spotlight. Been luna yeah. spotlight and an artemis too both mm-hmm. yeah. uh but never in the history of the show have we gotten a spotlight episode for sailor moon's mom no 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 no, no. not queen serenity Ikuko Sakino. Uh, and now that is all changing. We are going to be watching episode 130 of Sailor Moon Supers Protect Mom's Dream, Double Moon's New Attack, and I hope you like it when things get weird. And to help us talk about this bizarre episode of Sailor Moon, we have welcomed back uh, Emily Yoshida. Emily, hello. How are you? I'm doing just great. It's been a, it's been a crazy week since mm-hmm. last I spoke to you. Yeah, it's been oh, it's 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 the new year. Well, it's, now we're a week sure. into the new year, so a lot of stuff has happened. Man, can you believe the crazy stuff the president did? Yeah, God. yeah, that thing that he said. Oh my God! Yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you for having me back, Emily. We talked about your history, not just with Sailor Moon, but specifically with the character of Mimet. Yes. Uh, last week, but do you have any recent Sailor Moon developments in your life? So this isn't incredibly recent, but I think it was like around the fall, but I, I, I when, debate. When Lucifer plunged from heaven. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> the fall. The fall. Oh my God. Yes, exactly. A long time ago. No, the movie, The Fall, starring, uh, what's his name? The, yeah, the Lee Pace movie. Lee, Lee the, Pace, exactly. Yeah, yes. yeah. Right around movie. then. <laughs> right around then. The turn of the century, <laughs> dawn of silence. <laughs> um, no, this, the fall of 2016, um, uh, well, I think it was, Maybe right before, or it was during, I guess, the, the the new Twin Peaks. Yeah, it would have been. And I seriously debated starting a Tumblr around. I guess, a, I guess it's a mashup. I guess it's in mashup territory. Uh-oh. But it was it was Hotaru Palmer. <laughs> Just because I realized that Hotaru was kind of like a a girl who had a horrible evil that was like tempting her soul. She had a dad who had two personalities. She wrote in her journal a lot. So I would just subtitle screen grabs of Hutaru being sad and goth and uh, with, with dialogue from Twin Peaks. Space walk with I don't me. Know. Yes. But and then I was, then I was, uh, you know, I was getting into super S again and I was like, this one is actually more Lynchian than, than S especially all the talk of like looking in people's dreams for this like yeah. hiding white horse like that's very that's also very twin peaks so it's all very all of my favorite interests overlap in some way or another so you're saying twin peaks is ripped off from sailor moon is what you're trying to say 
Exactly. Yeah. Well, actually, no, Twin Peaks predates Sailor Moon. So I just think that like, I think Ikuhara was a big Twin Peaks fan. Actually, that would not surprise me at all. I would totally believe it if he was really into David Lynch. I'll believe it. Uh, That's it, though. I don't know. They're on. It's on my Tumblr somewhere. I I, I got a good laugh out of it. That's about it. But (laughs) that's my most recent development. Chris, did you uh, watch? Jordan, do we have any Sailor Moon recent developments in our lives? Oh, I did not watch the new Twin Peaks. Actually, yeah, me neither. Unfortunately, I've heard. Well, I've heard yeah. mixed things. It's um, it's not like watching any other TV show. That's for sure. So. <laughs> is it like watching Sailor Moon though? Well, I think I think watching the original Twin Peaks is somewhat like watching Sailor Moon. Those are both shows that I turn to when I'm just like I want kind of comfort food in a way. The new one is more like kind of a just a sensory experience or like a it's like a very long kind of art project now the now the debate i guess this is out of date if it's the first week of 2018 but the big debate among film twitter is whether or not twin peaks the return is a movie what because david lynch said it was a movie and so now like, like all a the, 10 or 12 hour movie or something yes yeah and mm. so all these um you know film sites some some critics and stuff are putting Twin Peaks on their end of year lists of their favorite movies, and everybody is just in an uproar. It's just, it's a, a greater debate, a greater and more de- important debate was never had on old film Twitter. Was it released in a single in a single unit? No, no, no. then no, yeah. then no, it's not. It's serialized. Yeah, no, I, I think it's I think it's very silly. Um, Those were really long intermissions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> week long intermissions. <laughs> I mean, it does kind of function as one long thing, and I know why he said that, but it also is just like the classic thing of, of you know, if it's good, then it can't actually be TV. Or if it's challenging, right. Right. it can't be television. Which well, is- speaking of challenging television, <laughs> what do you say we just go ahead and get into this episode? Do we have any sailor business business? Uh, no. No. Yeah, didn't think so. All right, let's do this. are going to be watching episode 130 of sailor moon supers which as i previously mentioned is called protect mom's dream double moon's new attack it was written by ryota yamaguchi directed by hiroki shibata and uh, animation directed by hisashi kagawa and originally aired on march 18th 1995 jordan i have some bad news oh i know what it is you fucker Hey, that's a little harsh. <laughs> I mean, you look, you look, you swear at me a lot, and I will admit okay. that I deserve Chris, a good bit of it. But that Chris, was like, maybe calm down. I have good news, Chris. Okay, for you anyway, not for me. Is it that you're going to stop looked. busting my chops? No, never. Oh. I haven't looked yet. Oh, you haven't looked yet? I haven't. Oh, and right. again, then here we I'm go. terrible at this. And here I'm we go. terrible I at this. Get to tell you, Jordan. Our friends over at Cloverway they gave this episode a new name. Do you know what it is? I mean, Mother's Day is the first guess. No, no, it does. It does not have anything to do anything. with the word mother. Uh, oh my god! It does have. No, I disagree. It absolutely has something to do with other things. Sure. It could have be... to do with lemon pie. Actually, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my god! Here, here is what I'm going to tell you, Jordan. This could be the title of the entire season. Oh Jesus! But it does specifically relate to the lemon pie. Oh, fudge Sunday. Um, that's not the name of the episode. <laughs> 
that that didn't help. That made it way harder. That that hint. I I feel like I have less of a clue. Um. Okay. Uh. I don't know. Uh. What. <laughs> what does it could be the whole season there's a horse there yes it's called there's a horse <laughs> look a horse um chibi ch- chibi takes the cake uh no but that is a good title uh that could not be the title of the whole season though it's the name of a song oh well-known and popular song well-known and popular song Sh- sugar sugar <laughs> Sorry. no um, number one single of 1969 uh, oh, I don't think I know that answer. No, Yummy and Sugar, my sugar was the number one single oh, of 1969. Oh, I thought that was a hint. I, okay, no, it I was not you. a hint. Uh, all right, I give up. What is it? It is called Sweet Dreams. Oh, of course it is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, of, that, that fits all the clues is what oh, I meant oh, to say. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I should have yeah, guessed It that. actually is about lemon pie and <laughs> but it's also about what this entire season has been about so far mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the only thing other thing it could be would be like beautiful dreamer is the uh the the other option of a popular song all right so speaking of dreams we open with chibiusa also hair down uh having uh having yet another dream about pegasus it's almost like pegasus lives in her beautiful dreams wait 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 yes. chris i'm sorry you skipped the opening oh the opening is so oh, good the opening is good the yeah. opening is very i actually wrote stuff down about this <laughs> yes because because the whole opening is about how freaked out sailor moon is that her mom is having an affair and that she's going to punish her in dad's name yep in dad's name i'll punish you <laughs> uh, hey speaking of you know who does not appear in this episode <laughs> Yeah, Kenji not making the scene. He's in a picture, and it's like I actually was like, "Oh yeah, she has a father." We haven't seen him in a second, but he's in a oh, photograph yeah. at one point. He's been busy. I think this. Um, I was just like looking through Sailor Moon Uncensored because I think that this is one that got very cut, just because oh, really? the idea of like infidelity, and also like the whole thing of of um, like which of them Ikuko loves more. I guess that's like too brutal a subject. <laughs> for clover way or, or whoever so yeah i think a lot of this got softened i don't know how they treated the um the Let's idea of, of ikuko having an affair because that seems like very complicated material for children i guess i mean that's not like that's not surprising i mean no no it's not we can agree on right up front it's a weird episode oh it's totally bizarre yeah so yeah let's Moving on, uh, dream sequence, Pegasus, talking to Chibiusa, when you're in trouble, call my name. Chibi wakes up in her attic, uh, and <laughs> is, and we get the, the title of the episode, Sweet Dreams. Sweet Dreams. But then, here comes the conflict, and I think this is maybe the greatest conflict that this show has ever known. Uh, Usagi comes home, puts her umbrella oh, down, kicks yeah. her shoes off, and she smells that delicious Ikuko's Kino lemon pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she rolls up into the uh, the dining room, and Chibi and Shingo, those two assholes, uh, have eaten the entire pie for themselves. I don't know how that's possible. That's so much pie for like a tiny, two tiny people. Well, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe mom and dad had a, a slice each. Maybe. maybe. But you're right. It is a lot of pie for a, a child to eat. Yeah. Now she said. Now Chibi says. This pie was a reward for us. 
because the two of us both got 100 on tests. Apparently, this was like test time because everybody, regardless of grade, all had tests at the same time. Well, I mean, I think it's it's not unusual to have tests in school. No, 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 of course. Both of them got 100s. And then Aikoku comes in and goes, uh, oh, because Chibi, uh, I'm sorry, because uh, Usagi's like, well, that makes sense. You had uh, easy baby questions because you're all a bunch of babies. And then Aikoku comes in and goes, yeah, I don't think you should be saying that shit. Here's your test that I found. 28. She's gotten worse. Like, it's like a new record. Yeah. yeah. I think maybe we've seen her get like a 14 or something before, but yeah, uh, Usagi's most famous grade is of course 30%, which is uh, what bops memory on the head, but way back in episode one. I feel like this is an actual like data point that tells us that she's, at least for this season, she got stupider. Like, I think that is a, a theme of this season. But here's the thing. The entirety of last season, she was studying. They're yeah. getting ready for the yeah. high school exams, and she's like, she actually, we have actually seen her studying, right? But we also saw her goofing off a lot too. Yeah, no, she's not good at it. Goofing off, i.e., saving the world. I mean, Chris, yeah, Jordan. What I wrote down is that she's very lucky she becomes queen of the world because I don't think she graduates high school. <laughs> Do you think she gets in? Oh, well, I mean, spoiler, yes. Okay, fine. But fine. I forgot you. There's additional show beyond what I've seen. It's not a new show. But I don't think she gets out. That would be fascinating, though, if she doesn't get in and she's just kind of like a bum and her friends are all ha- like at school, but she's actually the most powerful of all of them. That would be very poignant. Yeah, that would. Um, I don't know. But yeah, what if she just becomes a delinquent? Like she mm-hmm. gets really bad grades. They're not like it's not like she's getting like a seventy or a sixty-eight and just like scraping by. She's getting really, really bad grades. Mm-hmm. I honestly felt genuinely bad for Usagi because she has been studying. Like she has at least been there while studying has been happening. That's not how studying works, Chris. <laughs> you, you absorb the sure. studying through the air. <laughs> just, just bubble spray some study oh, and uh, pick it up. Yeah, so so she had hidden this desk under her bed, but mom found it. And uh, they say stop lowering the family average, which is Oh, ridiculous. yeah, that's a harsh line. Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. So then she legitimately throws a terrible twos tantrum. She throws herself on the ground and flails every limb like a baby. Yes. Yeah. Hope you're ready for this one, Jordan. Uh, it, he cries uh, pretty harshly sometimes, Mr. Mr. Darian does, um, and does wiggle a lot like that. But this is an adult. This is a, well, again, 15-year-old girl. No, 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 not an adult. <laughs> a young adult. In, a young adult uh, yeah. reader. Um <laughs> flopping on the ground like a child going but it's not fair that just because i got a bad test i didn't get a slice of pie and then the reveal (laughs) a coco going oh i made enough pie for everyone (laughs) yeah uh and chibiusa being like like, i'm gonna slide on out of this situation (laughs) and what i wrote down in my notes was classic chibiusa in parentheses by classic i mean she's an asshole It's such a dick move. Listen, uh, like I said, Yusagi is a child, but her animation here is adorable. Her character work here is adorable. I don't want a child freaking out this much in my life, but it's very funny on a show. 
Yeah, they, the animation for all the like goofy, over the top, funny face stuff in the season is like really good. They devote a lot more frames to like them getting up in their faces and stuff. It's great. Yeah, the animation in in uh, Super so far as a whole has been like pretty on point. Mm-hmm. I'm really impressed with it. Uh, we'll see if they run out of steam by the end of the season. I really like that Usagi says, "Give me back my pie. Yes. Give back what you ate." <laughs> <laughs> Which is not how that works. Yeah, not possible in the slightest. <laughs> Ikuko also says something interesting here. She says, Usagi, you're the older sister. Yeah. No, well, she's not. <laughs> and I mean, like, I know that she doesn't know that, but no, no she's but not. here's the thing. This is a change. I wrote this down later in the episode because I didn't really pick up on it here, but I picked up on it much more later. In the previous season, they very clearly said they thought she was her cousin. Mm-hmm. Yes. In this. They really seem like they're saying, no, she's my child. Did she yeah, like well, rehypnotize them and, and edit the edit the hypnosis to be the, the daughter? I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's it. We've gotten, you know, they've been referring to her like kind of casually as, you know, big sister Usagi. Like, uh, what, what is that? Uh, it's, it's not uh, Oni-chan, right? It's Oni-san or Oni-chan. Yeah. But I feel like literalizing that in this way. It, again, no one understands how anything works. We're going to be running up against that later in the episode as well. It's just weird. It's just it's weird. It's just weird. Like, why? you got to figure out how time travel works before you introduce time travel into your show. I don't think that's asking too much. No, no. And listen, it's plenty weird to say our cousin is staying with us for a year or two. Because um, then you have questions about what happened to her family. But it's doubly weird to literally have her just be like, yeah, I'm just going to tell your parents that I'm their kid, too. And they're going to yeah. believe it. Is that cool? I just want to know what Ikuko's life, you know, obviously her husband is never around. And she's kind of in this constant cloud of hypnosis where she has yeah. had this new child walk into her life. And she kind of just accepts it as her reality. And bakes pies and like probably doesn't remember what happened the day before every day like she's just like in a constant mom cycle for these two mysterious children wait wait Um, so are you like proposing like that every day chibi's like rehypnotizes her and it goes oh i deserve a pie again and totally totally i bet that happens she would totally (laughs) abuse her powers like that yes oh that's horrible (laughs) What what a fungus she is I wonder if this is us just taking this really literally because, you know, like, like this would be like seeing somebody go like, hey, Gramps, and then being like, oh, is that guy his grandfather? You know, like, that's not quite accurate. When I the reason I wrote it down wasn't like I said, not in the scene. It's in the scene where Ikoku is spoiler saying things like. I just, my dreams are to watch you and Chibi grow up and get married and stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got some bad news for her on that front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's continue. So, yeah. so, so she chastises Usagi for being mean about food. Yeah. And Usagi says, hey, you can't dote on a child like that. It will put a strain on your marriage. I read that in one of your books, which I love because A, it means Ikuko has like parenting books because she's raising two problem children. B, it means that Usagi's putting in the effort to become a mother. Like she's she's reading the books yeah. to figure out how she can be a better mother to TV. So that's really sweet. You're that also being cute. very nice to, to Sammy. He's kind of a dickhead too. Don't forget. No, I said two problem children. I meant Shingo oh. and Usagi. Like, Chibi's just dropped in oh. her lap. Oh, okay. I thought she counts. Okay. <laughs> Usagi runs out and, like, does a re- there's a really great beat where she comes back for her umbrella. Because it's pouring so, rain. Yeah. 
but yeah, it's like a very, it's like a very classic slow comic bit, which I love. Anytime anyone storms out and then quietly has to come back in because they forgot something, that's a that's a joke that almost always works yeah, on me. A plus. Isagi leaves and decides to go get dessert with her friends. <laughs> uh, and all of her problems with Chibiusa are that Chibi keeps eating food that she has that she wants. It's so real though. It's like it, roommate it stuff. That's like roommates. That's not sister stuff or like daughter from the future stuff. That's a roommate problem, and it's very real. Well, the problem is if you have roommates, you can uh, you can write your name on it, but they're both named Usagi. Oh, uh, yep. See, no, they talk about the food grudges, which is like <laughs> this is a new idea. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Koto goes. Food grudges can be scary. Like food grudges are a concept that we know about. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Let's think about this. Do we have yes. any food grudges? Let's let's think really hard about this. I've got a food fetish. Um, wow. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Maybe they didn't the business. No, those are two food-related ideas that I feel like Sailor Moon completely invented whole cloth. The <laughs> food fetish and food grudges. No, two food sides fetish. of the same. Well, I guess it's sort of yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a just not thing. the way they used it. No. <laughs> no, food fetish for them is just like enjoying food like i guess we all have a food fetish when it comes down to it uh, i must have some sort of food grudge let me think about this you it it seems like you would <laughs> i mean i have you, okay. a grudge against for, certain foods but not against people based on foods that i can think of yeah first of all we're we're both we're both you know gentlemen of carriage Okay, yes, fair. Uh, but you are also, like, really weird about food. Oh, yeah. Well, but, well I hate onions more than, like, anything hates in the onions. world. Yeah, they're the onions. worst. They're the worst. Cook, oh, cooked or raw or both? All. All all forms of onions. They're, like, also in scallions. everything, though. I know. It's awful. Huh. There's a lot of things I don't like. because For a long time, I thought I hated meatloaf, and then I found out, no, everybody just puts onions in it. So now I just make my own meatloaf without onions, and I'm like, this so is great. weird. Oh. That's just that's just a hamburger, Jordan. Yeah. You just invented a hamburger. With bread, like no. it's a breadcrumb hamburger. Yeah, you put breadcrumbs and you could put cheese and you can put all sorts of things. Anyway, point is, yes, uh onions are the worst. I have a grudge against onions, so that's my food grudge. <laughs> I don't I don't understand this. I will say that um if I've I've dated I've I've dated people who are vegetarian and also vegan, and I've been both at varying times, but some of the worst fights that I've ever had with exes has been over like vegetarianism or veganism like it, uh-huh. that's like the most brutal thing to fight over <laughs> see food grudges are scary uh, yeah. you know what and I, I can't i don't think i have an example of this but i just re- remembered uh people do get really mad about food food grudges when it's like a, a workplace refrigerator situation yes like if somebody eats somebody else's food or a roommate if somebody steals your lemon pie yes mm-hmm. you, you're you like i put that in there and i saw you eating it and and people hold that grudge for a long time and they get to write like really passive aggressive notes and put it on the yeah. fridge and yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think for me personally food might be the only thing that i do not have an existing grudge about so maybe we just go ahead and move on okay so uh so they're in the cafe uh they're wearing some nice oh, outfits yeah this is what i was gonna say like we can do fashion corner but these are pretty basic outfits except for uh makoto has made the choice of wearing a watch over her sleeve oh yeah yeah that was really weird i forgot about that and uh and ami is dressed as bondage collar han solo uh, which is very, very cute. I like Mina's dress. Did you notice how they're sitting, Jordan? Just just quick question. Did you notice oh, how they're sitting? I didn't. But now that you say it, yeah, they are yeah. sitting in their couples, aren't they? They're as their couples. 
They were on a double date when Chibiusa ran in, or when uh, when Usagi ran in screaming and demanded a milkshake. What are they drinking here? So it's, I can't uh, tell. They've all got I think different. Got different sodas. Yeah, colored drinks. Yeah, we got an orange one, a green one, a purple one. A kind well, of the green one's melon soda. They right, always right. have melon sodas. Yeah. I mean, orange is probably orange. I guess Ami's drinking grape soda, and then Makoto's like, "No, I drink tea. Come on." Yeah, Minako's got her mimosa going. <laughs> <laughs> it's brunch. It's a rainy day brunch. <laughs> and then we get to the real root of the problem because it's not about food. It's about no. how Chibiusa is more important to Akuko than Usagi is, which causes her to fire hose tears out Absolutely. of both sides of her face. Absolutely. I hate to be like blunt here, but when was the last time that Usagi actually like was thinking about or or talking about her mother at all? Like, yeah. does it really matter yeah. to her that much? <laughs> we haven't seen Akuko in a year. Yeah, we could probably find out, right? Uh, the last appearance of Akuko. Yeah, yeah, let's look. I feel like she's usually around the ends of seasons because there's some usually some kind of weird beat where it's like she's going to go out and have a final battle and has to say goodbye to mom or something. Or maybe that's just in the first season. None of the none of the Sailor Moon wikis have like a list of what episodes she appears in that I can find. I feel like she's mostly absent throughout S. I think you I think I don't. Yeah, I don't know. And that would be weird, too, because because they're hanging out at home a lot. Jibiusa and Usagi. But I don't know that we see that much of the mom. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Ami says, hey, it's natural for a cuckoo to take care of a small kid. You know, y- your mom loves you. Uh, but also, Chibiusa is living apart from her parents right now. Nope. No, she's not. No, she's actually not. She's living with her mother. And her grandmother. And her grandmother. And her uncle. And her grandfather. And her dad is around most of the time. Yeah. And it's like, I, I get it. She's not like in her native time, but you can't just say she's living apart from her parents because no. Usagi is her mom. No, I think you can. Usagi is not yet the woman she will be when she is Chibi Usa's mother. I think if I was to go back in time and hang out with my mom when she was a teenager, it would not feel like hanging out with my mom. It would be like hanging out with a different person. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's fair, but you can't like, th- okay, <laughs> if this is your first episode of Sailor Moon. <laughs> Then you are going to think Chibiusa is Usagi's sister. Ukuko named both of her children Usagi, which is weird. Uh, <laughs> no, because Ukuko is not her real mom. Yeah, but a- then Ukuko is also not her real mom. Right. And, like, it's like, just, like, and I don't think it's any less confusing to be like, now come on, Usagi. You know that Chibiusa is from a thousand years in the future when you're a slightly different person. Because she's actually not a different person. She still writes letters that only use hiragana. That is established. <laughs> she's basically just Usagi, but like two inches taller. I think it, it makes me appreciate Chibiusa a little more to just think of her as being kind of like secretly homesick this entire time. Whether or not that's like directly missing her mom or just in general, missing her home, like that makes her brattiness make more sense. It always has. I think. Well, that's, that would make me really mad at her because yes, then why we didn't just she go back? saw an episode where her mom why was like, come home. And she was like, I don't want to go home. And then she why doesn't she go, go back for like a weekend and then come back. <laughs> like it's, it's fucking time travel. <laughs> No one understands how time travel works. <laughs> no. So now I'm now I'm imagining though, like I wonder how <laughs> like how rich of a backstory she she hypnotizes into uh, Ikoku. Like if Chibi is like, oh yeah, 
let me make her remember a sibling she didn't actually have and their tragic death that resulted in her having to raise me. <laughs> and like Coco is like crying every night about the sister that didn't ever exist. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, the Ikuku perspective on this is so tragic. Like I imagine her just like sitting in the living room, like constantly looking through old family photos, like in the dark. Like that's just what she's always doing and like trying to figure Why out. Why did I not take pictures of Chibi? Yeah. <laughs> Except Too for bad. last year. <laughs> like, how did we miss that? <laughs> and, and wait a minute. How come in this picture from like a year ago, she's like three or four years younger? Uh, Weird. It's, I, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. You don't like the thing. You don't like that her excuse is that she's miss, that she misses her parents or that she's not considering Usagi to be her mom. I don't like the way that this show does not understand time travel or present it in an understandable way. Nope. Uh, so we cut from uh, five teenagers having some sodas to three hard drinking sexual predators in a jazz bar. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the thing I have written down in my notes for this point is. No one has noticed. This thing is so big. Oh, the, the circus the, thing? The outer space circus thing <laughs> is so large. It's the size of... It's it's a it's a city block. It's the size of several buildings. Yes, yeah. Chris, you don't live in a big city like, like we do. And stuff like that appears in New York City and you don't even ask. You just go, yeah, yeah. that's a thing. That's- I guess the circus is in town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's usually the explanation, yeah, I would yeah. say. Or, or it's like this is some promotion for some movie nowadays. Right. It's an it's an activation. It's a brand activation. How to hovering <laughs> over Tokyo? Yeah. That's. <laughs> They've got VR. They've got all sorts of stuff. <laughs> it's a yeah. It's a pop up. It's a pop up advertising uh, a circus uh, film. Interactive art. Uh, <laughs> totally. That is unbelievably wild. <laughs> and, uh, like, here's my question. Do people just not see it? Are people like not like, is it, is it cloaked? Cause the, uh, no, cause the, the black moon clan, they had like a cloaked ship. No, no it's remember? definitely there. Yeah. You saw, you saw the, it and talked about yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. Like after yeah, the like, eclipse, uh, they're like, Oh, that wasn't there before. <laughs> Everybody went only, about their days. <laughs> only Usagi seemed to notice it. And as we and she's the queen of the universe, so it has a maybe uh, she has special powers. It has an mm-hmm. SCP field from Hitchhiker's Guide. Somebody else's problem field. Everyone ignores it. I mean, it is someone <laughs> else's problem. That is that is absolutely true. So yeah, uh, we're back in the bar. Uh, and, and okay, here's the thing: we're back in the bar, and they, like they they might as well make it official and just call him themselves call this the Sex Predators Club because they are literally giving Tiger's Eye shit. For not bagging the girl last episode. Oh yeah, yeah, they're creeps. <laughs> they are. Yeah. He, uh, what, what, what did I write down? Uh, you failed to make a woman yours. Hmm. Yeah. Ugh. But I mean, at, like at the same time, is there anybody you've legitimately wanted to see the sailor Sinchi beat up more than these guys? <laughs> yeah. No. It's. I mean, I. I think Maybe that they're creeps, is. and I think it's for a reason. Like it's like a very. Um, I don't know. It, it's them coming up with more like i feel like the the uh enemies have gotten kind of progressively more like reflective of adult problems or something 
as time has mm-hmm. gone on. Like we talked about how the Witches Five are very like workplace office rivalries and professional one-upmanship and stuff. And then these guys are just like, you know, the assholes are going to hit on you in a bar like later on in life. And yeah, Ugh. I don't know. It's so, yeah, it's really, it's really nasty. In this scene, they get into, we, balls nasty. we know Tiger's Eye's predilection for cute girls. In this, we address that, uh, who is it, Hawkseye? It's Hawkseye, yeah. Hawkseye is into older ladies. Uh, they're all like, yeah, you're still into older ladies, right? Because he picks out a picture of, as you said, Ikuko Mama. <laughs> Yeah, it's he's he's getting a milf. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then he's he's hunting a milf, which makes him some sort of milf hunter. They show. <laughs> I couldn't get through my own stupid joke. It's gross. That's why. But she's then they, a, she's a mother. I'd like to force to reveal my her beautiful dreams, so I can see if a horse is in there. Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> Uh, and while he's thinking about doing this, he takes a sip of his drink, and then we get a fucking intense tongue licking across lips close up. That is so goddamn. Disgusting. I mean, I will say at least Tiger's Eye never did that when he was talking about how he only prefers like fresh young girls. Like at least we right. ever had the tongue shot for that, because that would yeah. be a little bit of a bridge too far if it hasn't already been crossed. At least Hawkeye is talking about an adult woman and not you know dating a fourteen year old. Yeah. yeah, but I like. I think. I, mean, I think Tiger's Eye is like, ugh, like she's too old for me or something like that, which is also just so horrible. I love that he's his special technique is called the Madam the Killer. Madam Killer. <laughs> so fucked up. That should be no. the, the name of this episode of Sailor not of Sailor Business, but of Sailor Moon. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's my question about this. Uh I mean, again, this is all so disgusting and gross. Obviously, I, I don't think we are bringing the sex to this. Obviously, sex is baked in. Oh, no. No. This this show has gotten real horny. Yes. Yeah. But here's what I want to know about this. The missions that they are on is not to to <laughs> to sex ladies. I was going to get vulgar. And I decided not to. The mission they are on is not to sex ladies. It's to look into their dreams. Yeah, but there is, like, there's a very... No, it's there's a very like penetrative aspect yes. to what they're doing. No, no, no. I, I get you. I get you. Really but what I'm saying is, he succeeded on that front. He managed to tie her up, pull out her mirror, and stick his head in. Oh, God, <laughs> you so put it like that, that sounds worse. Somehow <laughs> that sounds worse than. But I actually, this is like one aspect in which, like, yes, it's very creepy and uncomfortable. But I think that the whole thing that like what they're actually just trying to do is see their dreams is a very interesting. It's interesting that that's sexualized to the degree that it is in the show, because that is like, that feels almost like more of a very like deep violation than just being gross and horny uh, and trying to hold somebody's hand or something. But like, they're really actually trying to see like the most private aspect of a person that like goes beyond, you know, violating them sexually, which is like, kind of astute i think on on the part of the show like it's it's a very um yeah it works very well i think as a metaphor because it is so creepy do you think they're trying to (sighs) what do you think is the thinking behind this do you think that the people making the show are like we're making a show for young girls let's show them how terrible sexual predators are or are the people making the show is a bunch of creeps too (laughs) 
Uh, I think it's, I literally think it's both. Yeah. Because <laughs> okay. we know Ikuhara is a creep. Yeah. <laughs> but he's also really good with, like, I think he's, like, good at, uh, at identifying these, like, little aggressions, like, especially, you know, anti-women aggressions and misogyny and stuff like that. I think he's, like, pretty smart about that. It's just, like, he goes there, maybe. And I think, I think I did read that they kind of had to rein him in for the second half of the oh. show. Like, this is, I think, the more where Ikuhara is letting his freak flag fly, and then, like, later on, it kind of gets a little tamer. I don't know the manga, but I would be really curious, because, I mean, we know that Takeuchi has put in, like, like there's a lot of, of metaphor and a lot of, like, things that would be, like, relevant for young girls to learn in Sailor Moon about, like, the people around them. And... You know, we've seen it before, like the entire Nephrite arc for as much as, you know, as much as it made us hate Nephrite, like is like, hey, hey, 14 year olds, that older guy isn't really interested in you. Like, he's, oh, he's I don't he's, agree. So he's seducing you for like, it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah, but, like, no, because that's the thing. That was that was our arc in Sailor Business of like realizing that this is some creepy predator shit. Uh, yeah. But the show, yeah, I guess you're right. It goes, does. He does get a full redemption. Yeah, right. no, and the yeah. show definitely takes Molly's heartbreak or Nari's heartbreak very seriously, and it is like yeah. a tragic romance for the show. I mean, it should be a tragic romance for Naru. Yes, just not for uh, like I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's more like you know, be careful the first time you fall in love. Like it can be devastating. That feels more like the action. <laughs> never never let your vulnerability show <laughs> so back at the house uh chibiusa uh goes downstairs and she finds akuko going through some old photos and we see a bunch of super cute photos of usagi oh my as god a it's insanely cute it's so yeah. cute. but here's my question we see um usagi's first day of school and akuko's with her and for the first like this is literally the first time i think maybe in the the vacation episode where they all went to the woods and fought a ghost but like she has been in the same like her character model her outfit has been the same like she's wearing you know the the turtleneck and the skirt and an apron because she's a homemaker Mm -hmm. uh but in this flashback or this picture uh she's wearing like a a suit like a business suit with, with heels and so my question is, was Ikuko a businesswoman at one time? Oh, man. Like, did she only, like, become a stay-at-home mom, like, after after Shingo? Maybe what she's really reminiscing about is, like, I used to be a career... I used to be able to have it all. I had a career and I had a family. And then I or, gave it up for my beautiful dream, which was just to have a family. My career wasn't that important. Or do you... Or does she just dress up for... Like occasions, like the yeah, fact that's that she's day of school. That's what I couldn't figure out because I initially thought that she was carrying a briefcase, but it's it's just a, a clutch. She's just got her purse. Well, if you're a, if you're not, in, uh, would you wear a suit like a lady suit if you weren't? Uh, <laughs> would I wear a lady suit? <laughs> would you wear like a business? One, like if you're taking your disguise, would you have them in your wardrobe if you were not some kind? Of, if you didn't have to attend like corporate meetings, would you have one just for like? I don't know, going to the market. Good good point. I honestly have no, like, I don't know in the way that there's a lot about Japanese culture that, that we don't know about. I don't know if like your first day of school is like an occasion where the parents would like dress up to take you. Hmm. Uh, But I mean, that seems like a thing that would be plausible. Like if you, you know, you want to look nice for the pictures, maybe. Yeah. 
But she, I mean, she wouldn't be wearing her, her she wouldn't be wearing her homemaker outfit regardless if yeah, she was she wouldn't going. be wearing this apron. Yeah, no. Although, is she wearing it uh, later when they go out when they're when she's carrying the lemons? I think so. Uh, we'll have to double I think check. She is because hmm. that's the thing. It's it's weird enough where I'm like, well, surely they're not just going to make another like character model for her, right? Mm-hmm. But they but they clearly do at least for this this picture because the other picture that we see is not of today but it's a recent picture that has usagi and shingo and chibi in it and she is wearing the same outfit yeah. including the apron and that's the only time we see kenji hmm yeah i don't know this is this is the scene too where she says the thing about her dream is to watch the three of them grow up and be healthy and happy which is what made me go like wait what <laughs> So this is her kid, yeah. she thinks? Again, I've got some bad news for her about watching Chibi Yusa grow up. What's the bad news? <laughs> the can't. bad news is that she's a thousand years old. <laughs> I thought you didn't accept she's, that, Chris. I don't, but but look, who knows anymore? Who could I, tell? I still don't think this is the same Chibi Yusa. <laughs> you mean it's a different timeline of her, or? Yes. Uh, I think this Chibi Yusa comes back from the Crystal Tokyo that doesn't get destroyed, but she's obviously in her timeline come back before. I don't think Chibiusa is a Marty McFly, where she's a universal constant. <laughs> do you think? I, I think we. I think we've talked about this before. But do we think that uh, Akuko, Akuko uh, is thirty something forever? See, yeah, that's my question. Does, like, does she? Does Akuko get to be immortal? Does Kenji get to be immortal? Uh, um, and are they still fussing over Usagi when she's queen of the universe? Oh man, Akuko is the queen mother would be very good. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she just makes her make lemon pie constantly. I kind of think I always assumed that some cataclysm was going to happen, and well, or, or maybe not even that, but but that at some point usagi would just stay the same age or like age be aging very slowly and her 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 earth family would all die like she would see shingo become an old man while she was queen of the universe i know it is sad i just assumed that they wouldn't be making the the trip through time with her see i thought everybody i thought everybody lives forever when she becomes all powerful not just um the scouts yeah, oh. that's what I thought too. Huh. But I don't know. I do know that I don't know how the live action show ends, but uh, I do know because um, the uh, the Sailor Moon Tumblr that I'm a, a big fan of of uh, a young woman who watched Sailor Moon for the first time and like blogged it all over a couple of years and is now like a huge fan. Uh, she just watched the uh, little epilogue uh act of pretty guardian sailor moon and it's like a few years later and they're just living their normal teenage lives like like they're they're just completely normal i think it's set five years later so like ami's huh. in med school huh oh, no. uh, and they don't have to worry about fighting monsters oh wow so the yeah, whole second silver mil- or uh, neo crystal whatever the fuck <laughs> i can't totally lose track of what it's called in the, in the future that doesn't happen in neo guardian crystal, whatever the fuck that's it yeah. I guess uh, I don't I don't know if it does or if it's just like yeah that's not going to happen for a few years we better finish college. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> that's also kind of what I thought. It was like at some point there is a year where it's like okay, now we begin this Neo Crystal Tokyo and you guys are all here and now you're ready to like assume your your new positions as the leaders of this new role, but you get to grow up to a degree. Like you get to get into your 20s or whatever. I now believe officially 
that unless the show proves otherwise between now and the end of the series, I believe that Sailor Moon never finishes high school. That is my new absolute headcanon, that she becomes queen of the universe before high school's over, and she's like, oh, thank yeah. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I think, I think that makes sense. Jordan, you've got a lot of problems with monarchy. Oh yeah. I think I would have a lot of problems with monarchy if the queen of the universe was unable to complete high school. <laughs> That's well, it's not that she's unable to, it's just, we never find out. Cause you know, the shit hits the fan before she has to do her, uh, SATs or whatever. And Luna is like, we're going to give you your GED. And she's like, <laughs> Sure, right. Sure, we will. <laughs> yeah. Maybe she uses the the disguise pen. Maybe she's just like turn me into a cute high school graduate. <laughs> or Luna P turns into a diploma. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, Ikuko decides she's going to make some more lemon pie because you know she's like, hey, you really need to apologize to Asagi for eating her piece. It's her favorite. I'm going to go make more. Uh, so they go out shopping and buy. A bag full of lemon. I don't know how many lemons go into lemon pie. I That's honestly what? don't. Well, I baked cookies last night, and it was the first time I've ever baked cookies. Here's, here's my thought. It looks like they're going through a park. I think it might be a park where certain violinists we know might be practicing, and they might need to drop off <laughs> some props Perfect. for her act. Perfect. <laughs> All right. I'm looking up Aunt Tootsie's that, lemon That's what I just pie. clicked that's on myself. First, uh... Wow. Yeah, because you yep. looked up lemon pie recipe. Same. Uh, and it's a recipe on a website, so of course you have to scroll down for four years before you get the actual recipe. Oh, this one just uses lemon juice. Uh, let's, let's see what I'm looking at. Well, yeah, but there's not that much juice in a lemon, so you have to get a lot of lemons. It's a half cup of fresh lemon juice. Hmm. And Cuckoo's walking around with a dozen lemons. Well, is it a lemon pie like a lemon meringue? Well, like a um... he's looking at definitely was lemon meringue. Let me see if there's other ones. Well, I mean, the one that she makes in the show looks like a lemon meringue yeah, pie. Like it's, it's got, got the, the meringue topping, on top yeah. or, or some kind of whipped topping. Let me, I'm, I'm on Pillsbury.com. Let's see how much theirs takes. Uh, let's see. This yeah, one, half cup. Uh, Magnolia's lemon pie. It's a half cup of lemon juice. And listen, no offense, but I feel like you need a half cup of lemon juice. You just buy that little bottle of lemon no. juice. No. No? Oh, my God. No. I think a, I think a fresh <laughs> lemon was a bit. Like, we know that, like, he said, Sailor Moon says in the intro... That Akuko makes the best lemon pie okay, in the world. Right. Courtesy of a plastic real like, lemon. <laughs> it's not like uh it's not like Usagi doesn't have some expertise in lemon pie. Like if Usagi tells you like this is the best lemon pie I've ever had, that's there's her. been a large sample size to get that. <laughs> right. But the but the point is she doesn't need that many. Unless she's going, maybe she's going, they love this lemon pie so much, I'm just gonna have to keep making this stuff. Right, yeah, that she has backup. Or she might, you know, she might want to make some lemon curd. Or maybe there was just a sale, and she was like, <laughs> may as well just get as much lemon stuff as possible. Also, yeah, I think she'd definitely be making it with real lemons because she's because she's a housewife as opposed to a career. Like, doing it with the lemon juice is like a real career woman move. Like, <laughs> you know, save some time. You've got a busy day. You're not going to sit at home. You don't have time to like sit at home juicing lemons all day, but it's been very established that Ikuko is like a dedicated housewife. She would have real lemons. But is there, is there a substantial difference? Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. I don't know. According to this, uh, I just looked it up. There are two tablespoons of lemon juice on average in one lemon. How many tablespoons in a cup? Um, eight. It's I eight think tablespoons a cup. I think this th- three tablespoons and a quarter cup, if memory serves. So, 
Yeah, so it's like How many oh, six tablespoons. Uh, oh, 16. So she would need at least six lemons. Yeah. To get that that much lemon juice. So I what? guess this no, your math is off there, friend. What do you mean? If there's 16 in a cup and you said it's a half a cup, then yeah, that would you're be right. eight. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> she would need at least four. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, four. That's two oh, four because there's per two lemon. per lemon? Okay, then you're right. Four. Yeah. Four, four. Six. You know what? Six, that's a good, that's a good safety backup. You don't want to have too little in case you get a couple of well, she, ones. She bought 27. <laughs> she did buy an even dozen. But I mean, that makes sense. If you go in the store, like maybe they were having a sale. Yeah. We've spent so much time justifying the amount of lemons in this episode. <laughs> there was definitely a lemon sale. Can we just say? <laughs> regardless yes. there was a lemon she went, no she went to the lemon shop that jedi opened <laughs> and we we're having a big lemon humans room. are very interested in pie these days uh, so uh there's a creeper in a shrub literally uh, in the bushes <laughs> yes uh eyeing them and he does his finger snap and what it does is it causes the bottom of the the lemon bag to burst open so the lemons spill all over the ground uh, Chibi is scandalized by this. By the way, she's like, "This is not the end of the world. Lemons are kind of protected. They have yeah, they're, they're in pe- they're in peels." <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's a bummer, but it's not the end of the world. Chibi like flips her face out. So Hawk's Eye runs out in his. I think he thinks this is how normal people dress. Like he's like, please, just straight up. I'm not going to make Tiger's Eyes mistakes. I'm going to wear a perfectly average normal. Uh, human outfit. So get me some two-tone green wingtips, <laughs> some jeans that are about a foot too long that I have to make some big cuffs with, uh, mm-hmm. just about, maybe like a, a laser purple backpack and two shirts. Thank you. I think he's supposed to be a runaway. He's supposed to be like uh, like a, a hitchhiker or like a backpacker from Europe. Because doesn't he give his name and it's like some Russian name? Yes. I think he's supposed to be <laughs> like a little hard. Like he's like down on his luck or he's like a – yeah. I don't know. Well, he says he's come all this way searching for his yes. mother. Well, uh, no, but but wait, you can't introduce that fact that way. You have to talk about what happens. Okay. Which is he runs up, touches her hand, and he goes, Mommy! Mommy! <laughs> it's so amazing. It's um so weird. Yeah. Uh, so he starts telling her that she is his mother. And well, no, he doesn't. He says, I'm looking for my mother. You look yeah. just like her. Here's a picture of her. It's identical. Her he name's Aikuko. Yeah, he says her name's Akuko. So, I mean, it's not like he's like, – like, it's not like this is a real story. He's clearly trying to make Akuko think that he is her long-lost son. He also fabricates she would uh, know. a locket with her picture yeah. in it. He has like 10 times more tricks than than uh, Tiger's Eye did because the, the locket trick is sneaky. Yes, but let me let me ask you a question. See, Chris and I are 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 male, which makes this very a little bit different. But as a woman, <laughs> if someone came up to you and said, "I'm your child," you might not remember having a child, <laughs> but I'm your child. Is there any chance that this at all you entertain this possibility? Like, how old do you think I am? Capacity? For how how old are you? Yeah. How old do you think I am? <laughs> Several things that I wrote down. Several things that I wrote down. One, generally speaking, it's a lot easier to scam someone into thinking they might be your father right. than your yes. mother. Because mothers are usually there when the baby comes out. <laughs> yes. The second thing is that Hawkeye is about 31 years old. Yeah. 
Like, I don't know how old he's supposed to be, but he's coming off as a grown-ass adult. I don't think... I think he's not actually... I think he's supposed to be younger than Tiger's Eye because his thing is that, like, he likes older women. So he's like a... Oh, what's the what's the name of it where you're like a like a kept like a kept man like he wants to be like a kept man or something. He wants a a, a cougar. Yeah. Well, what's the oh, what's wow. the what's the male? I don't know what the 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 yeah. male version. But I is. so I always assume that he was supposed to be a little younger. Also, everybody looks like they're 31 in Sailor Moon when they're really like yeah. 16 or 18 or something. And like I don't know, they could be teenagers for all we know. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, um, Akuko herself does not look appreciably older than, say, Ray. Yeah. You know? Can we also talk about the fact that the picture he shows of her is, like, from yes, the 1800s? She's like, it's, like, it's like she went to the store in the mall where you dress up and they take an old-timey picture, and then she put it in the locket. <laughs> yeah, by the, by the end there, Mom was kind of going, like, she had her portrait taken at the, the theme park in Pioneer Land. <laughs> Gave it to all of her children. She does call him you poor man, not like you poor young yeah. man or child or anything. She just calls him man. Yeah. So so by his logic, by his confusing ass scam logic, Ikuko would have looked the exact same as she does now 31 years ago when he was a baby. Well, let's talk and about how old Victorian she is. Times. How old is she? Let's let's think about this. <laughs> well, okay. So I guess 14. Yeah. So Ikuko's at least 35. Oh, I don't yeah, think that's true. I, I think be. she could have had I, I I don't know. I it seems like you, th- you think she 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 well, had Usagi like really young? Actually, if she was a career woman first, then maybe she was older. Cause she like had a full professional life and then had a kid and and uh became a housewife. Well let's let's see if we know that Usagi was born in nineteen seventy eight. So let's look up and see if they have uh Akuko Skino's birthday listed. Akuko's age is thirty six. Okay. Uh, according to the Sailor Moon wiki. So, yeah. So she she's not... <laughs> <laughs> I would be so um, offended if I was... <laughs> yeah. Uh, in the manga, Usagi notes that in all her 36 years, Akuko Mama has never gotten a cavity. This confirms okay. that Akuko's age is 36 towards the end of the manga, meaning she was probably 34 or 35 at the beginning. Okay. So she, she was 20 or 21 when she gave yeah. birth to Usagi. Hmm. Okay, that makes sense. I'll buy it. Well, I think the whole thing is supposed to be not that she necessarily is like, oh, there's a possibility this could be my son, but more that it's it's speaking to her her beautiful dream, which is to have a family, but it's like her maternal instinct is like the central part of her beautiful dream. So if no, there's a that I feel like I, I feel like she could have like Okay. I feel like if Hawkeye just would have been like a a guy who like stopped to help with the uh, the lemons and then like was like oh my heart or whatever like Ikuko would like bring him home and take care of him or whatever right. like that would be a much better plan than like hey I'm going to try to con this woman into thinking that she is exactly like my mother uh, or possibly my mother then I'm going to seduce her yeah this That's makes a no weird sense plan what is this plan why would that work on anyone. I, Let alone her. I think he's just counting on her maternal instinct being like, like the thing that's going to break her down, or the thing that will, you know, le- like let her lower her guard for a complete stranger I, who runs into her. Even that, you know what? I'll even buy that. But then you don't add the 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 factor of my mom might be you slash looks exactly like you and has the same name as you. Just the sob story of I lost my mother. 
I've been searching for her and I have no leads. That's a sad story. And then you can go, oh, yeah, you know what? I'll, let me comfort this guy. And then it's also slightly easier to transition into the, by the way, do you want to make out? <laughs> <laughs> when you're not sitting there saying, you might be my mom. <laughs> I don't I don't want to speculate about what kind of relationship he's like proposing that they have because they obviously don't get that far with it. But I sure. feel like none of this would be a conflict in that relationship. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> uh, so the name he gives is Nikolaevich Nik, Nik, Nikolaevich D. Blavatsky. Sure. Nikolaevich D. Blavatsky. Super real name. <laughs> uh, not as good as uh, as Maxwell Stanton. Maxfield Stanton. Yeah. Because you know people are actually named Nikolaevich. No one is named Maxfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah, he does this weird con. Then like Chibiusa runs to get help. But yeah, because he falls over. He like as soon as well. I guess I guess that's when we get our act break, and we'll get back to what happens after that in a moment. Wait, 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 wait. Yes, he faints, and he's like, "I haven't eaten so long. How I wish I could eat mommy's pickled radish one more time." <laughs> oh, that's right. And 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 uh, Kuko sends Chibi off to get radishes. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you haven't eaten, I feel like the first thing you would go for would not be pickled radish, like to fill you up. <laughs> Feels like you have to eat a lot of pickled fish. You should eat those lemons. Exactly. Hey, Jordan. That's me. Have you heard about Patreon.com slash Sailor Business? Uh, I have. I talked about it last episode. Yes, you did. That's right. Sometimes you forget things, though. That's true. How do we start the show again? Yeah, you say your name. Oh. Uh, but people can go to patreon.com slash sailorbusiness, and that's where they can sign up to help financially support the show. Uh, they can help us get to goals where we do things like Motoki's Game Corner, where I'll be streaming, playing some Xena and Sailor Moon video games. Uh, I will also be uh, – no, I won't be doing anything. You're doing music. Yeah. I need- uh, you and Allie are doing songs for the episodes. Most recent song I did was the the Outer Senshi Transformation song, which I think turned out really well. Uh, but I do need to do a new one. But uh, they can also sign up and get rewards like the pin that we made that Katie Donnelly designed. Uh, we're getting to the new year, so we should probably think about making a new pin. All right. Listen, if you have a suggestion for our new pin, write into us. Yeah. Tweet us at Sailor Business or send us an email at Sailor Business Podcast for what, what kind of thing would you like to wear on your lapel that is especially Sailor Business uh, related. Sailor Business or Xena Business. Or Xena Warrior should... Business. Absolutely. And yeah, not I don't the saddle. <laughs> we should just make the exact uh, uh, Sailor Moon tennis ball uh, mm-hmm. pen that we made, mm-hmm. but have the tennis ball be the chakram instead. Sailor Moon chakram, like, or have it be Xena? Well, no, because Xena never gets turned into a tennis ball. Although no, that would be very cute shot. as a pair. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Maybe I'll see if Katie wants to draw uh, Xena with her body as a chakram. I think that one could be fun. All right, but first, let's let them write in, since I just yeah, asked them to. Yeah, if ideas get in touch, <laughs> leave us some comments on the Patreon page. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you can also get uh, the songs that uh, Allison's been writing for Xena Warrior Princess episodes as separate downloads, not just in the show. Uh, Dan Casino sent us the big Dan Scrolls compendium where he annotated his notes that he made for Xena Season 1. Uh, I'm trying to do more show notes for uh, Sailor Business and Xena Business as they go up. Uh, all kinds of fun bloopers, outtakes, great stuff happening over at patreon.com slash sailor business. Uh, Jordan. Yes. Uh, now that we've done that, do we got any, uh, we got a couple Twitter questions you want to knock out? We sure do. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, I asked our listeners to shoot us some and they did not disappoint us. 
Um, here's a question from Jenny Odo. A future guest. Uh, yep, absolutely. What one power would you want from the show, and how would you use it to solve mundane problems? Example, Mars Campfire Soul. <laughs> uh, she, well, obviously I want bubble spray. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> no one would want that. You'd be least likely to kill a friend of yours with bubble spray. That's one thing. Well, that is true. But but how often, Chris, do you walk around going, I wish I couldn't really see that well. If only it was foggy. Uh, here's the thing, Jordan. Bubble spray lowers the temperature, and I live in a fucking Carolina, buddy. Yeah, but it also makes fog. Yeah? Yeah. So? Okay, you want to walk around in a fog all the time. No, I want to sit in my chair and do work like I do every day, right. but I want it to be well, colder. You could, you could use okay. bubble spray if you like didn't really feel like getting dressed that day or you just wanted to walk around in your pajamas, but you didn't want everybody to see you in your pajamas. It would be like a cloak. Uh, Emily, I have some I have some bad news for you. Again, I work from home. I do, <laughs> I do not get out of pajamas. I, I'm not going to ask you what you're wearing right now for fear of the answer. I, well, I... Uh, to pull back the curtain, I had to run out right, and get some, right, right. Uh, take my wife lunch. So I am actually wearing jeans. I wasn't for the first time <laughs> in the episode, though. Oh, Your boy was in Zubaz. Um, I, I, here's the thing. I think I know the real answer that pretty much every person would want. Disguise pen. Uh, disguise pen. I was going to say, like, uh, moon healing. Because then you could, like, heal people's, uh, like, if, you know, your does it heal? Does it heal real? Uh, have we ever seen it actually heal, like, a wound? It turned cats yeah, good. Yeah, it turned right. people good. Well, but it did, but we had a large discussion about that being placebo. <laughs> I think it probably was. But, like, look, I, I think she's tried to moon heal people of, like, non- non having monster gems inside them. She didn't heal I've anybody in the Everybody's Sick episode. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, she didn't heal Nephrite. <laughs> well, no, that dude was dying anyway. Uh, Emily, <laughs> any thoughts? Um. Oh, well, I mean, aren't all of her attacks kind of healing in some way? Like, if she kills a monster, like, if she she kills a thing that's, mm, I guess, like, the, the diamonds are all made out of an object, so if she defeats it, it just turns into back into an object. It doesn't destroy the object. I don't know. Well, usually the object usually breaks. I don't think heart attack is healing. It smashes into people like a truck. Yeah, moon tiara magic, uh, heart attack. Those those are pretty much just taking a hammer to mm. something. I mean, sonic cry not super useful. I don't think I'd want that. Uh, extendo cane is pretty cool. Yeah. God, all I'd like to be able to jump up in the air and have a pen come out of me. Oh, you want to have Luna yeah. powers? Okay. In case I ever need something to write with, I need to take some notes. Uh, Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, here is a question from our old pal. Uh, well, I, I think this was a joke one. Uh, our our, uh, our pal, Elise Dubois, asks, who's the trashiest of all trash piles? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure we necessarily have, a, have an answer for that. Yeah, that's... Oof. I mean, I guess by definition, it would be Mamoru. Well, I guess. Um, Nemo asks, what does Sailor Pluto do while she's waiting for somebody to try to get past the gate? Because every time Chibi FaceTimed her on Lunapy, she was kind of short on words. Is she just playing Candy Crush or something in the meantime? Did she get banished to the longest smoke break? <laughs> uh, I think she's got, like, memorypictures.tumblr.com open on her phone. <laughs> Is that real? Let me go look. No, it's probably you can, not real. You can probably get it. 
I don't think I'm going to waste. Uh, fans of our show, feel free to grab that and put it up. But but only put nice pictures of him. Or that one when he was typing the last episode. Just put that one up over and over again. She's probably just trying to like get a blog started herself, I feel like. She's like, well, I've got all this time. I should probably finally start that blog I've been talking about. But she doesn't have any like... She doesn't have any life experience to put in it. <laughs> She's going to be sitting there every day. Yeah, look, life experience is not necessary <laughs> for a blog. I oh, can confirm. Slam. Self-slam. Uh, Jason Ibrahim asks, suppose Toei closed its animation wing, which animation studio would you like to take the take to make a new Sailor Moon anime in their place? I legitimately do not know enough about animation studios. Yeah, and I... And, I don't know, um... The other shows I watch are like from Cartoon Network, so I mean Pixar. Uh, <laughs> no, Pixar is problematic now. Can't pick Pixar. Oh. Um, well, I think he's gone now, right? Um, I mean, again, South Park uh, Studios. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, same with Archer. Uh, I know uh, Archer has some great artists, but it would be a weird version of Sailor Moon if it was done by the Archer folks. <laughs> I'd be kind of into that. I would see that. Oh no. And 100% of the people that we know who work on Archer are really good at drawing Sailor Moon. Oh, uh, agreed. I'm not saying they won't be good looking. I'm just saying it'll be a fucked up Sailor Moon show. That's <laughs> As all. opposed to this season. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, what's the studio that's doing Crystal? I know that that's not my answer. Uh, I'm not. Is that not Toy? Is it not? Is it still Toy? I don't know. I'm not a fan of. I'm not a fan of the animation in that. DreamWorks should do it. No, I'm kidding. Definitely not. And then we get Sailor Moon with that that weird smirk. No, it's definitely still Toei okay. Dream Crystal. Maybe a Leica Sailor Moon. Like stop motion Sailor Moon. Oh, uh what's the guy who did uh what's the guy who did Lord of the Rings? Peter Jackson. No, the cartoon. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about um uh, Yeah, like Ralph yeah, there we go. That would be <laughs> I would kind of be into that. It would be so squirrely looking. It would be weird. Uh, <laughs> I want, I want fucking Don Blue yeah. to be like, be like, hey Ikuhara, you think you're a creep? Check this out. Oh man. I mean, oh, I guess like obviously uh, Miyazaki too. Yeah, I mean the Miyazaki, the Miyazaki Sailor Moon would be like the most wholesome version of Sailor Moon that could possibly exist. He's retired, though. He's out of the sure, game. Sure he is. He's doing one more no, film, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he is. Uh, I actually saw um, uh, Castle Cagliostro pretty recently. It was really good. Oh, like, yeah. it was so good. Yeah. Castle of Cagliostro is extremely yeah. good. I was really impressed with it. I, I mean, I had never seen it. I We went and saw it in the theater. Yeah, um, they've been doing a, a lot of those. In the, they've had, like, the Fathom events for all the Studio Ghibli films or the Miyazaki films, which has been kind of cool. Hey everybody, Jay here, just cutting in. I asked Shannon what she thought, and she said either Madhouse, who did One Punch Man, or Bones, who does My Hero Academia. Both of those would be really good Sailor's Moon, I think. Uh, let's see, what else we got? Matt Griffiths asks, what if the story flipped and you started out with the outer senshi instead of the inner ones? Well, we discussed that a little bit in that it would be a murder show. Yeah, it'd be a five-episode season. <laughs> like, it would be a show, because uh, then when the, when the inner senshi... If we were focused on uh, Neptune and Uranus, right, and then one by one the outer senshi, I'm sorry, the inner senshi awakened, like, it would be them in bringing them into murder. Like, them training them how to kill people and monsters. 
Yeah, like the question is, do you want to see Queen Beryl get her throat slit? Because I think that would absolutely happen. <laughs> oh man! And uh, here we go. Soso Sundera asks, uh, "How bad slash hilarious would Neo Queen Serenity's Twitter feed be?" Ooh, ooh, that's a good what kind one. Of Twitter? I mean, it would be very bad and very hilarious. Would it be like a lot of live laugh? uh i don't know to eat lemon eat lemon pie like well it would be mostly retweets first of all <laughs> like i i think very rarely and then very little punctuation it would be like a lot of uh retweet and follow to win a free cake yep, like, yep. it would be a lot of that it would be very jaden smithy actually now that i think of it it would be like Oh no! <laughs> a lot of really like like deep sincerity and a lot of capitalized words. Let's see. Mm. Let me let me look. Well, I mean, we have we someone did go and get uh, Moon Princess four twenty. Yes, that is out there. Oh man! Uh, which I think like I think there would be a lot of life's a dirty game. You got to play dirty <laughs> to win it. Usagi's Kino. That would be more. That would be more Uranus. Honestly, like <laughs> love means nothing. Oh, I'm not finding that account anymore. The Moon Princess 420. Did you make the O zeros? Oh no! Ooh. Yeah, see, that's the problem. There we that's, go. There, that's there, the there extra it is. twist. That's the prestige. Well, on I think that when Twitter she's account. royalty, I think that she would be like kind of boring. Honestly, I think it would be more of like a lifestyle. Like she would be like all the former stars of the hills who now all have like lifestyle brands and recommend you know recipes for halloween like fun halloween recipes and um you know have giveaways for jewelry and stuff like that it would be really boring that's my feeling all right one more question and then we'll get back to it all right one more question uh darius knight asks uh what would sailor moon be like if it was a shonen anime instead of a magical girl anime i mean it would be exactly like this (laughs) it wouldn't be any different no i mean like it's i don't think the the shonen uh, shoujo uh, divide in a show like Sailor Moon that's already about like fighting and friendship. Like, I don't think it would be that different. Would there be more yelling? I mean, could there be more yelling? <laughs> I mean, I would be very interested in a sh- in a a shonen a shonen show that was uh, about boys who had to heal the world with their love. That would be. Because that's, I mean, yes, there's like fighting and friendship in those shows, but they're not about like ultimately how the only thing that will solve problems is like to love people. <laughs> that doesn't happen. I, I, you know what? I think actually now that we're talking about it, the answer to this question is kind of the same as our answer about the inner senshi. Like that's that's the, the more shorted version where the scouts are like way more aggro about it. And they're like, no, we don't win through love. We win through being warriors but they have to be proven wrong though at, at a certain point then it's literally just the outer yeah. senshi right that's what i'm saying yeah hmm. all right so let's let's get back to the show all right super 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 the, the joke doesn't work anymore so Usagi is on her way home from uh, drowning her sorrows in milkshake when she runs into Chibiusa. Uh, she was like, hey, come quick. There's some guy and he wants radishes. <laughs> no, she literally says, we've got a situation. Well, I mean, she's that's true. <laughs> 
Sure. Sure. It's a very weird way to say it. And apparently they do go by radishes because she has a bag when they show show up on the scene. Yeah. So, uh, again, time for more bush hiding. Because uh, Usagi and Chibi start looking out at uh, Ikuko and Hawk's Eye. And Usagi is immediately like, I can't believe Mom is yeah. fucking some other dude. It's crazy. <laughs> she goes... She goes zero yeah. to 60 on this. No faith in her mom at all. Like, but I mean, this also tracks with last week where it's like Reika's just sitting on a hill with with Tiger's eye. And then they're like, what's she doing? She must be cheat." Like in the Sailor Moon universe, right. you could not sit with a man without having an affair. <laughs> oh, they're so innocent. <laughs> Again, she's mortified by the outfit, like, like you said. Yeah. So then uh, as they are watching... Hawk's eye uh, hits her with the old one, two, three, uh, changes into his uh, bait. Like, honest, like, we've talked about whether or not there's any Western comics influence on, on Sailor Moon. He is dressed like Hawkeye. What? Really? No, he's not. He's dressed like, oh. no, he's dressed like an 80s uh, uh, aerobic dancer. He's wearing a crop top. Does Hawkeye wear a crop top? Yeah. No. Oh, hold hold up. I'm gonna have to get some visual reference for y'all. <laughs> yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. I'm gonna find this thing and you're gonna like I I'm going to be vindicated in this. Ridiculous. Um, all right. Well, we'll talk about how wrong Chris is, I guess. I don't right, know. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up a a picture of of Hawkside just so I can see his outfit in all all its glory. Cause he does have yeah, it's like a sash. Oh, boom, boom, found it. Found it. Oh, I hope y'all are ready. No, I'm not. Uh, Because I don't think you're ready for this, Dilly. Yep. Yep. No. I mean... First of all, that's a terrible outfit. It's pretty much, like, that's pretty much the American comics version of what Hawk's Eye is wearing. It's pretty awful. But Mm. it's also probably not seen very much. The headband, I feel like, is, is... A key part of this outfit, and he does not have a headband, and also it's not a crop top. No, but it does have a deep V. Show, show me another American superhero who's actually wearing a crop top. And oh, then... uh, I, I didn't know Hawkeye was actually a stone as well. Is a Hawkeye a stone? Yeah, I just googled Hawkeye, and what came up was a bunch of fucking pictures of rocks. Oh, I had got a bunch of birds. Is a fish eye a stone? Is it what? Uh, maybe. Is a fish eye a stone? Hmm. Fish, fish eye. A fish eye is a stone. Wow, I never would have guessed that. You're right. Yeah, it is. Dang. Wow. How very. It's an agate. Oh, an agate. So huh. many rocks. Everybody fighting They're rocks all the time. So much about rocks from this show. I mean, we should have known they were because every other character is, but it just didn't sound like rock names. I was just. Huh. I mean, we knew Cat's Eye was one. Yeah. Anyway. But I mean, her name's not really Cat's Eye. Her name's Cohen. Right. True, you're right. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> yeah, like because they're not they're not rocks. Rubius and uh, Esmeralda and Demond no, I think you might and, be mistaken about that. Let me look. No, the but but Cohen and Bertier aren't. Let's look. Yeah, maybe maybe that's true. Which is funny because. The names in English are all closer to one. Birdie isn't yeah. that I know of, but P- Prisma's well, close. Prisma. Avery is kind of like Avery. I don't know. Huh. Well, what do you know about that? I guess that's why they could be turned good. 
Right. That's true. You can't be turned good if you're a rock. <laughs> Rocks are set in stone. <laughs> oh, wow. Now I'm looking at some really, really good uh, Amazon trio cosplay. Um, oh. Wow. There's not. I'm a little scared. Near, this, is not a, this is a cool picture. It doesn't really show all of the, the cosplay, but. Um, but there's not very much cosplay, as maybe it would be easy to guess. This is a really good one where the three of them are yeah. sitting at a bar looking at uh, pictures yep. of girls. <laughs> That's pretty yeah. great. There's a, there's a pretty decent amount of it. I'm seeing I'm seeing oh. uh, quite a few pictures of them. Huh. They're kind of deep cuts. They don't. Oh, here's another one. Yeah. <laughs> God. They really do have some of the worst outfits in all of in all of Sailor Moon villandom. They look ridiculous. All right, so uh, Hawkeye gives the old one, two, three. She gets manacled to the uh, knife thrower board. The mirror pops out, and uh, Chibiusa goes, "Usagi, we have to transform." And Usagi goes, "I know," which I think is very <laughs> funny. Um, Thankfully, we get a non-nude Chibi transformation. Yeah, we get just the standard like heart spiral transformation, which is fine. No yeah. need to adjust. Yeah. Thank you for taking whatever notes they got after the last episode. But we do get the full Usagi transformation, which is still a very good scene. Uh, but then... Mama faints. Yeah, Ikuko passes out. Uh, and before uh, Hawkeye can stick his head into her dreams... Uh, we get the speech about how he took advantage of a beautiful housewife who only wants the best for her children, and mm-hmm. uh, they're going to punish him in the name of the moon. Ashokyo? I wrote down, is it is it more creepy or less creepy if they look in the dream when the person is passed out? <laughs> <laughs> I Tough would call. say probably equally. Yeah. Now, remember when we got that cuckoo bananas villain last episode? Yep. Uh, let's talk about Dokanko the Human oh Cannon. <laughs> Dokanko the Human Cannon is amazing. It's like the the most inefficient monster of the week of all time. Oh yeah, she's horrible. Yeah, but again, we get like that really cool scene where she his shadow comes to yeah. life and kind of you know morphs into this monster. And I love that it it like like turns kind of oily and then all the points come out. Because yeah. Dokenko has these huge pointy mm-hmm. bullet boobs. Very Madonna oh, style. Yes. And then just a cannon, a giant cannon rolls up behind her. Not sure where that was. <laughs> she uh, it. And her whole deal is that she like in the way that they are circus performers, she's the human cannonball. Yeah. Well, and they literally mm-hmm. just watch her. While she's taking, like, getting into the cannon, set, like, lighting the match on the fuse, and they just sort of stand there stock still and be like, what's going on? And they just, like, let her do her thing, which is ridiculous, but... but And then they just stand there. Like, not only do they stand there for the beginning of it, they stand there for the, like, ten minutes it takes for her to fly through the air to yeah. them. I genuinely think one of the funniest things in this episode is when Dokanko reaches back to light the fuse... And she's just using like a big lighter. <laughs> it's like, did she stop at the Seven Eleven on the way? Like, it's such it's such a mundane thing for her to be using. It's very yeah. funny to me. So the only reason that the two cheap that the two Yusas, I should say, or the two Moons, uh, get out of the way is because Love Me Chain grabs them and pulls them out of the way. Um, 
because they were just looking. They were I just going to watch listen, it. See, I, they wanted to see what happened. They were like, yeah, I mean, in their defense, it's pretty surprising. <laughs> so they're probably just looking, going like, duh, what? Also, I mean, I guess, I guess they are circus performers, and they're meant to be watched. So there's some part of your brain that's just like, oh, I can't wait to see this spectacle. But still, guys. So then she runs back to the cannon. Right. Redoes the whole thing, the whole sequence. Uh huh. It's shot all over again. <laughs> yeah. Um, even blows through sparkling white pressure. Uh, right. But then when she crashes, she gets up and goes, hey, Stop dodging. <laughs> stop dodging, you guys. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, they're lucky they dodged because, again, they stood in a giant cluster of all of them. So they could have all been taken out. It was, this is was almost the end of the show. Yeah. They jumped away at the last second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, I just love that. Uh, she goes, hey, stop touching. And then Ray goes, of course we're going to mm-hmm. dodge. Like, like uh, Dokanko, the human cannon, seems legitimately concerned that they're going to ruin her act. Uh, then she kills Chibiusa. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she kills Chibiusa after Chibiusa. Again, th- this this season. Last episode, I was like, okay, so the season's over because they go, one of these kids here has the, the horse. No. Uh, this episode, Chibiusa calls the victim mommy yeah, no i i wrote that down it's ridiculous yeah they should be like oh she lives with her now we know yeah. to kill them yeah <laughs> yeah and not only it's not like she says it once and and hawk's eye misses it he goes like he goes hey what did you say and chibiusa goes oh she's my mom <laughs> she's my other mom yeah like i let me repeat this for you so you know for sure like here let me get your attention with pink sugar mm-hmm. heart attack uh like she should have been like, mommy you know, my other mommy. Yeah, she should have been like, I mean, she's somebody's mom. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what. And then it cuts to Sa- to Sailor Moon, and Sailor Moon just like all smiles. She's like, oh, isn't that cute? It's like, oh. yeah, no, Sa- no, Sailor Moon was at least smart enough to just be like, hey, she's a mom. How dare you? <laughs> oh yeah, so so she the the, the, the she does man- manage to pull off Pink Sugar Heart Attack for once. Yes, uh, he goes to uh, Hawkeye goes to backslap her, and and uh, Sailor Moon just like just bum rushes him, just shoulder tackles him, and he lands like ten feet away. It's pretty great, actually. Yeah, we we very rarely get physical fighting, and then uh, she gets out the uh, the moon scepter, and we're about to get some uh, some moon spiral heart attack. But wait, uh, but <gasps> gasp. Yes. <laughs> he sticks his hand out and just like absorbs like because we all know what Moon Spiral Heart Attack looks like, right? It's one giant heart-shaped rock. Uh except that he grabs it, like holds out his hand and like Darth Vader grabs a bunch of little tiny paper hearts and then breathes fire at her. He he's immune to, to Moon Spiral Heart Attack. Yeah, which is crazy. Meanwhile, rockets are still flying. Well, Rocket Lady. Uh, the Rocketeer yeah. or uh, Bulleteer from dc yes or dokenko the human cannon sure sure and so that Why would you f- ever not take the opportunity to say dokenko the human cannon <laughs> it's so fun to say so he finally gets his opportunity to stick his head in her mirror and <laughs> it never like, sounds nope. better it never no, sounds it's okay awful. it's awful just walks up to that unconscious woman sticks his into head into her mirror. mirror her soul mirror to look at her beautiful dreams <sighs> if you know what we mean and uh he, then he's like, no, nothing, nothing's happening there. So then they're going to kill. No, no horses. No horses. <laughs> this woman does not dream about horses. Um, 
So then Chibi prays to Pegasus, at, like you do, on a regular yeah. basis. Because he does say early in this episode, he says, like, hey, when you're in trouble, just call my name. Yes. So here's my interpretation of what happened. And I, I know that I'm not 100% right. But what my interpretation is, he he they call up Pegasus and Pegasus goes, ladies, I can't keep doing this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I You can't call me every day and have me turn you into Super Sailor Moon. Why don't you just have a new <laughs> crystal? I'll make you an extra that key. Way. Uh, yeah, you can you exactly you can just do it yourself from now on. How about just let yourself in? <laughs> so they get their new uh approaches, which look they really look cool. Little heart brokers yeah. now. Well they look really cool in the close-up shot. They do not look really cool <laughs> when it cuts back to the uh the wide shot and it's just a pink heart with yeah. a moon drawn on it. It's just a little heart, yeah. Yeah. Um and so they and so oh only I guess only Chibi can hear him. So she has to instruct Sailor Moon on what to say, but they do Moon Crisis makeup. They get a new transformation. This has the this has the let's whisper a secret in each other's ears moment in it, which is so weird. Oh, it does. <laughs> yeah, where they're like nuzzling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I really okay. The la- last episode's transformation sequence. No. Not a fan. I actually think this one is no, this really one's fine. Good. I like it. Okay, it's. I mean, you still get naked chibi, but it's not as. Well, you get blatant. it's you, again. She's it's not, not naked. It's the, it's the yes, silhouette. She, stop, she doesn't split. do the splits. Exactly. And also, her mom's yeah, there. There's so. something about <laughs> so it's all appropriate. Yeah, there's something about Sailor, Sailor Moon being there, or it's like it's like a mother daughter transformation, which is like less creepy, I guess. Yeah, I exactly. I'm. I wasn't really sure what it was, but I honestly think it's just like, oh, her mom's there. Yeah. This is fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then uh, they their wands transform. Uh, and again, Sailor Moon gets the awesome uh, kaleidoscope wand. Mm-hmm. Chibi gets a, a bell. Uh, a bell carry. Which I don't, listen, I know some people probably think it's cool. I do not think it's cool. I think uh, uh, the scepter before was like, oh, that's kind of cool. It's just a bell? I... I'm so conflicted about this attack because I think that the whole rigmarole of having to call upon Pegasus with the bell is so annoying. It feels like it feels like the rhythm of the battle just comes to a standstill because like all this music cuts out and you hear a ding dong and hear a horse. And it's just like, what's going on? But then the actual attack that she does with Sailor Moon is very cool. I think right. that's a very, very cool attack. Um, sure, sure. Twinkle Bell yeah. is bad. Moon Gorgeous Meditation is Awesome. Yeah, no, Moon Gorgeous Meditation with the split screen and everything, it looks fantastic. I actually yeah, like it better yeah. than the, the Moon Spiral Heart Attack. But The only thing I don't like about it, because I do like it, but the only thing I don't like about it is that it has to start with Stupid Pegasus. Yeah. It's such a, yeah. it just, it the whole, ep- and it, when it happens in future episodes, it feels like the whole episode just grinds to a halt because <laughs> you have to call yeah. on a stupid horse and it just shows up and like neighs. And then they get on with the next attack, but it just feels like it feels like a screech to a halt. Um, I really wish it was just Usagi's part because it's so yeah. awesome because you get the close up of the moon kaleidoscope or kaleido moon scope. <laughs> then she cuts the screen in half. Then she does like a bunch of really cool poses yeah. that uh, this this is this is where a revolutionary girl lieutenant comes yeah. from. Right. It's all this. And like the, the whole like the speed of the movements and stuff. It's like a lot of freeze poses, but then like really quick like transitions to the next one it's very it's yeah. very very cool looking and she gets the like the, she she does the thundercats move mm-hmm. she does a little sort of omens move which is cool 
And then like she like shoots laser beams to put you in the phantom zone. It's really yeah. I really like it. They also you have a moment good. of kaleidoscope effect too to just yeah. to justify everything. Yes. <laughs> no, it's really it's it's good. It's a good it's a good attack. I also like I don't mind that like she views as a part of it too. Like she's kind of backing sure. her up. It's like it's cute. Moral it's support. teamwork. Yeah. Can she do it when Chibi's not around? That's what I want to know. I guess we'll see. Well, Chibi has to summon Pegasus with Twinkle Yell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so. so probably not. Then, good point. So, goodbye, uh, Dokenko, the human cannon. Stage out for you. Stage out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I wanted to mention how long that five seconds was. She, because she does her, she does her. Uh, I'm gonna. Uh, I lit the fuse, and I'll be launched in five seconds. Five, and then, then we get the entire attack, which is like. Five minutes. <laughs> Which is two attacks. <laughs> two, two attacks yeah. and a horse. Right. And then There's she's a like little time three. stretching, I think. <laughs> oh, also, I was gonna ask, I think I had always seen that it was called Twinkle Bell in in, you know, other wikis and stuff like that, and maybe other subs of it. But then I was watching it on Viz and it was Twinkle Yell. Which is very oh what? weird. Is that what yeah? It it's it, Twinkle Yell is what it says in these uh, subtitles. Yeah, here. actually, let me let me pop the volume back on real quick. I can't decide which one is better. I think Twinkle Yell is kind of funny. <laughs> that is what it says here online. Okay, here's what's hilarious. She says Twinkle L. Twinkle no. L. There's no consonant sound at the start of it. Huh. Okay, that's ridiculous. Twinkle Yell would be a really good name for another show. I don't know what it would be about, but I like just the sound of that energy. Sounds really fun. Uh, so yeah, um, Hawkeye backflips into uh, another dimension, and we cut back to enjoying some delicious lemon cake. Pie. Lemon, lemon pie. pie. Oh my god, I can't believe you screwed that up. <sighs> Fuck off, Jordan. <laughs> and then Usagi says to Chibi, Hey, let's switch slices because your slice is bigger. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, so who is it? This it's who is it that says, like, hey, cutting a uh, pie into 10 equal pieces is difficult. And uh, Ami, in a, a legitimately yes. amazing moment, oh, yeah. goes, <laughs> no, it's 360 degrees. It's just 36, 36 degrees, degrees of slice. Obviously. Yeah, ridiculous. Like, just get out the protractor and fucking measure it, guys. <laughs> she does say that. She's like, we should have brought a protractor. <laughs> uh, um, uh, she, uh, I, I do want to point out that Usagi headbutts Chibi when <laughs> she's yelling at her about the pie slice. Well, they kind of, they kind of like get their foreheads together and push back and forth. It looked uh, like a headbutt to me. I mean, yo, no, there is an actual headbutt in it, and then there's the pushing back and forth. Gotcha. There gotcha. is a a a little bonk line. Mm-hmm. Uh, advice do not headbutt your child <laughs> i mean have you have you headbutted darian yet no well then you don't know if it works oh jesus all right I'll try it. A good thing. just kidding please do not headbutt your child Jordan, please not, not even just man. to see what happens just don't yeah. do it <laughs> baby's heads are notoriously soft yep so it won't hurt my head at all so that's the end of the episode. Let's talk about what we've learned. Uh, it's time for Sailor Business Says. Emily, what did you learn from this episode? Um, well, if your beautiful dream is to have a family and be a good, a good mother, a really good way to fast track that is just to believe every person who comes into your life who says they're your child. <laughs> Works for Ikuko. Oh, jeez. Well, she doesn't believe that one guy. 
at least. Yeah, but she's kind of on the edge, and she <laughs> definitely fence, yeah. she definitely believes Chibiusa. Uh, yeah. Oh, God, poor poor lady. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I learned the true fear that comes uh, from food grudges. They're they're pretty <laughs> scary. Uh, God, I, I forgot realized. about food grudges. That yeah, feels like forever. How scary they are! Yeah, intense. How about you, Chris? I learned that you can never have too many lemons. That's, That's true. also true. Yeah, that was almost my lesson. If you're going to buy four, buy twelve. Sure, they're cheap. Stock up on lemons. That's Why three not? pies, dude. Well, she would could... you rather have scurvy? No, could... no, I'm saying three pies is good. Like more pies, the better. Oh, oh okay. Sorry, I got a little confrontational. I apologize. That's I mean, she could also make what is it like a chick like chicken? Is it chicken cacciatore that uses lemon, or is it? Oh. There's like a, an Italian chicken dish that uses lemon. I believe so. Right, piquant. Also chicken limon, which is Italian. Yeah. There's just lemon chicken. Yeah. Lemon. Yeah. Okay. Also, yeah. Throw some lemons on, like make a lobster. Throw some lemons on there. Yeah, totally. I don't personally like lobster, but people who do seem to like lemon juice on it. Or some shrimp cocktail. Lemons. Sure. What can't they do? <laughs> or learn to play the violin with them. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you have so many options. In the exciting world of citrus fruits. So that's the episode. Um, weird as hell. Uh-huh. Everything about this one is super weird in a way that I really genuinely love. It's a good one. It's... <laughs> I don't. I don't know if I love. I don't know if I love it or not. I'm. I, I'm always on the fence with this whole season because parts of it I think are like genuinely like much more psychologically interest, interesting than they have any right or need to be. But then sometimes it just feels like it's not intentional and it's just all over the place. So I don't know. Yeah. It's completely bananas mm-hmm. in every way. Uh, Hawk's Eye is a huge weirdo. Uh, the whole thing of, oh, well, Chibi's separated from her parents. I, no, she's not. And also she could literally go back at any time. <laughs> like She just has to pray to the Greek god of time uh, for the ability to go to that pond. <laughs> it's food grudges like the ill-defined family i cannot imagine you seeing this first this is your first episode of sailor moon and understanding even a bit what chibiusa's actual deal is yeah. other than that she's a pretty guardian training mm-hmm. yeah, yeah it's uh, uh yeah. the family thing is very different it's i i i have to explain this to a lot of people if they're like watching it for the first time and they're like who who is this child it's like well you see it's this our main character's daughter from the future but she's kind of her sister like it's very it's a difficult uh thing for first timers jordan any thoughts uh yeah it was a super fun episode so yeah i recommend it as well i I, i'm in favor of it uh well i had a a whole lot of fun talking about it now emily i went and looked and you said this wasn't your first choice of episode but you said anything in the first four episodes of this season Mm -hmm. you would be up for talking about was there a particular reason uh, no, just because of the whole establishing kind of the new enemy and stuff. I just, I do think that it's very interesting to talk about the whole dream mirror thing as creepy as it is. I think it's like one of the more interesting visual ideas of the show. Um, especially if it's, you know, really meant to be as rapey as it appears and like, what's it saying about that kind of violation is very yeah. interesting. Um, I, I I have no idea how it was taken or interpreted in Japan at the time, but I find it to be kind of fascinating. And yeah, and yeah, a lot of these, yeah, these are very Ikuhara episodes too. And those that's, you know, even though I, I prefer S overall, 
these definitely have his stamp of weirdness, which I'm into. Uh, a thing that I really appreciate about the uh, Dead Moon Circus so far is that they are so themed. Mm-hmm. They, like they, they like the villains are circus themed villains. It's not like the Cardians where they were kind of kind of mythology kind of tarot cards, but then not. You know, it's not like the the droids which were all over the map. Uh, and the Yoma, mm-hmm. obviously, also completely weird. And as much as I like them, there's no theming to them. It's just like whatever we need that week. Yeah. The Dead Moon Circus is all circus stuff. Like, yeah, the main villains are circus people. The like establishing shots where people are like, "Oh man, Tigers, I fucked up again." Like, there's sword swallowers and and, and fire eaters. There's human cannonballs. I really like that it's so tightly themed around a theme that can do so much weird stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I mentioned Paprika in an earlier, I don't remember if it was this week or the week before, which is about dreams. Like, have you guys seen that? The Satoshi Kon film? No. Oh. Uh, I have not. I've heard of it, but yeah, I have not seen it. I mean, it. it's it's completely, it's it's great. It's really, really good. It's about, it's essentially Inception. Like, Inception ripped off a bunch of Paprika, but it's about, like, this device that lets people go into dreams so that they can kind of fix them and stuff and it is also very circusy and i don't know if that's just like something that's associated like like dream logic and and the circus are kind of um associated and like kind of the in japanese like culture or understand or something i'm not really sure but i think that's sort of interesting because they're playing with a lot of the same ideas and it's also very like big top gotcha very fun stuff i think yeah. Well, Emily, I think it's time we should get out of here. Where can people find you online, should you wish to be found? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Emily Yoshida, all one word. Um, and I write movie reviews at Vulture on New York Magazine's uh, website. What? New York Magazine's website? Vulture? Yes. Uh, Vulture.com. Uh, it's where I review movies. And I think also about the time that this podcast comes out, I will have oh. a new podcast. So, uh, I, but I'm not sure if I will yet or not, but at least like if, if you look at my Twitter, there should probably be um, information about that. Um, I'm getting back in the podcasting game. So yeah. Congrats. Thanks. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at crackshot with a zero instead of an O you can find the show, uh, at sailor business. You can find our producer, Jake Mason at JJ underscore Mason. He does a whole bunch of other podcasts. Chris, let's talk about them. For example, the Morphin Grid, Spectre, Pokemon World Tour, Pokemon World Tour United, uh, Hard Reboot, uh, Kingdom Smarts, Cool Kids Table. That's so many podcasts. That's like one every day. Jake, what? That's too. Jake, that's too many. Jake, buddy, you're gonna you're you're recording yourself into into madness. I mean, listen, don't don't say that because the easiest one for him to drop is ours. <laughs> No, he needs to keep doing ours. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> uh, no, check out Jake's stuff. Uh, if you haven't heard it yet, Kingdom Smarts is uh, Jake and Sailor Business All-Star Shannon Maynard, uh, and it's Shannon explaining Kingdom Hearts to him, which is notoriously complicated. So make sure to catch up on that, and I'm going to be a guest on Spectre. Jordan, are you a James Bond guy? Uh, no, I've seen some James Bond, not all of it, not even close. There, I mean, there's only 23. I've, That's I've, just like three birthdays for you. I think I've only seen like eight 
maybe that's a guess I mean, it's, you know that's weird because that is not an insignificant amount of movies i know but it's not even a third of the james bond movies i would not know how many james bond movies i had seen off the top of my head so impressed i mean i'm guessing i i, I saw all of the pierce brosnans i saw one of the daniel craigs and i saw maybe three of the sean connery's okay. yeah that's like that's seven or eight yeah so wait have you not seen okay never mind we'll talk about this later uh, <laughs> Everybody, we are going to be back next week with another episode of Sailor Business. Uh, make sure you head over to patreon.com slash sailor business and uh, throw us a little money if you would like to. And if you are able to, if you're not or you don't, that's also okay. We appreciate you listening nonetheless. But uh, we will be back next week with episode 131 of Sailor Moon Super S. Supers? Spurs? <laughs> sailor Moon Supers. Catch Pegasus, the Amazon's trap. Until then, oh boy, <laughs> keep your mind on sailor business. Sailor.